Earth is closed today. We will be talking in detail about the series What If and the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse in general. Come back and have a listen when you're all caught up. The heroes have fallen and Earth is now left unprotected. What will be of humanity now that we are vulnerable to outside forces? We'll discuss that and more because this is The Breakdown. Earth's Mightiest Heroes aren't in this week's episode of What If, but what you don't know is that they're here with me tonight. Ladies, how are you doing? So don't go, sweet. baby. How you doing? Oh, baby, I'm doing so good. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. And in this week's episode, we saw all of Earth's Mightiest Heroes perish in so yeah. many Final Destination ways. I can't wait to discuss it with you all. Oh my god, it's so true. This week's episode was interesting to say the least. We saw things that we never thought that we would, like Hawkeye shooting prematurely, Tony dying on the floor of a diner, and Hulk's heart literally bursting out of his chest. What did you guys think of this episode in comparison to the other ones? For me, it was, uh, I just think it happened and I was like, okay. Like, I don't have any sort of exciting things that I pointed out. I wasn't on the lookout for anything. It just sort of happened and it was cool, but I'm ready to go to the next one, to be honest. <laughs> I concur. I feel you. I feel you on that one. Leah. Yeah. I would say um, definitely in agreement with you, Megan. Um, I feel like even though I enjoyed the episode because I enjoy the animation and I enjoy the what if scenarios just in general, it was very predictable. And within like the first death, I guess, yeah. um, I, the idea of who was doing it was already in my head. Like I already knew what it was going to be. Really? I did not. Like at so, the end, like you me. guessed correctly who it was. I didn't think in my head I was thinking um, Ant-Man, but mm-hmm. I was thinking that it was Hank as Ant-Man. And it turned uh, out in the yellow jacket suit or what would become the yellow jacket suit in the Ant-Man movie. But I, I just knew that it was, I knew that it wasn't going to be um, Paul Rudd. I knew that it, it had to be uh, Michael Douglas for sure. Wow. Interesting. Good for you. Yeah, I had no idea until that very end sequence when Natasha was like, it's hope, it's hope, it's all about hope. I thought it was Wanda. I thought Wanda was like, because, I mean, at this point, maybe she'd be in the same place that she was before, but like other events could have conspired where her and Pietro were like all the way bad and potentially Mm -hmm. trying to stop this from happening to help Hydra. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's definitely very surprising that you caught that. Good job, girl. You go girl. 
say the only reason why I I figured like I was like hardcore guessing here, but the only mm -hmm. reason why I figured that it 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 had to be him was the circumstances of each death was very Ant Man related. Like every time something happened that shouldn't have happened, like how minuscule would something that would kill Tony in a syringe have to be? And I was like. Yeah, no, that's that's got to be like Ant-Man technology there. Like there's got to be something so minusculely tiny in there that would cause that when you know that like Natasha wouldn't have killed him or like S.H.I.E.L.D. wouldn't have killed him. And then just when they showed all of the other deaths kind of happen in sequence, I was like, yeah, like we're not we're obviously not seeing this happen. So it has to be so small. And I'm like, well, it's got to be Ant-Man. Like there's no other way. Mm hmm. Joe, what honestly, are your thoughts? No, that's honestly so smart because, like, the whole time I was like, well, yeah, they're being, like, either poisoned or mind-controlled or something that, like, you can't see externally. But they were like, oh, my God, yeah, like, I don't slip up. I don't miss. And he was, like, beating himself up about it because he knows that he, like, um, Clint let go of the arrow. Like, he did the do, but, like, you know, he didn't feel the flick of, um, Hank like hitting his wrist or anything like that it was just like I did it and why mm -hmm. did I do it like he's trying to look for some kind of justification like something in him like made him do it as if it was a choice so I was never under the impression that it was like a physical person like at right until the very end when she was like he's invisible and I was like what do you mean he's invisible like who yeah. who what, what person do we know that yeah. has invisibility powers? I thought it was like, the invisible woman I was like oh my god it's Sue oh my god yeah Marvel we were thinking like forces. yeah yeah we were thinking like maybe they were gonna have like a new character introduced that would have made the episode really interesting and unique and different but like you both mentioned it was very predictable in that I feel like this was maybe the first episode that they came up with when they were starting to do this and they were like oh not as interesting as the other ones let's just stick it in the middle maybe the people who like binge it in a month from now will just be like oh yeah that that's a thing that happened okay next like they won't revel in it or watch it again or kind of yeah. um think that was yeah their favorite one or whatever mm -hmm. um for me honestly i really think that the first like the very first episode when jeffrey wright goes owatu yes. <laughs> yeah when wow. when um jeffrey writes the narrator yes when he basically like peggy has her moment and and they're like oh do you want to go in the booth and she goes no i think i'll stay here and he goes that's it right there that's the moment like you can pinpoint one small thing like instead of saying yes in that moment she said no and it was like a little thing that you can pinpoint and witness happen mm -hmm. that has such drastic effects like an entirely mm -hmm. different person got to be the super soldier in this one it feels so clustered it's like what was the one thing that changed like yeah i have one yeah go ahead megan you go first though <laughs> i was just gonna say the the only thing i pointed out from this episode that sort of like left me with the question mark was the fact that um uh, Natasha is like going through the shield files and she said, why would a woman who died two years ago access this yesterday? And then she says, it's all about hope. It's all about hope. That went right over my head. But then when we find out that it's Hank Pym, I said, oh, hope dies. How does she die though? They don't yeah. even talk about that. And then I'm like, do I need to watch Ant-Man again mm -hmm. to realize like, when would this have happened? But it really is like a massive question mark. It know is how. a medium question mark. So deep cut, um, 
there's a quote in, in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier that Natasha says that says, five years ago, I was escorting a nuclear engineer out of Iran. Somebody shot at my tires near o- Odessa. We lost control, went straight off a cliff. I pulled us out, but the Winter Soldier was there. I was covering my engineer, so he shot him straight through me. And she lifts up her shirt and she see, you, see, you can see a bullet hole or a bullet wound in the left side of her body. That's where Hope died in Odessa. So she must have uh, taken Natasha's place, potentially, and escorted the nuclear uh, engineer out of Iran because she also died in Odessa, Ukraine, which was where the Winter Soldier was. So yeah, but do you Hank feel is, like yeah, but that's confused? the <laughs> right. But like this, the overarching thing is the Avengers died. And it's like, what's going to happen next? Like, that's kind of this what if. But that's the reason why she's there. Like, that's the, not, not, not the reason why she's there. She was there and died instead of Natasha. So that's the reason Hank did what he did. Because <clears throat> Natasha was there and it kind of passed through her and she didn't die. It didn't affect Fury's big week. Yeah. and like, I'm again, still I- confused. I understand that, I guess, if that's where you're interpreting all of the series of events that happened. Like, when was the last time we knew about Hope? Like, when could this have happened? Like, we're guessing, right? There was very explicit things that had happened in the first and second episodes. Oh, sure. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, instead of Peggy saying, yeah, she said no. Instead of um, Yondu picking up um, Peter... He Mm -hmm. tasked it to someone on his team and they picked up the wrong person. And it's very explicit in the title. Like, what if T'Challa was Star-Lord? Like, they say what if, right? And our our what if for this episode is, what if the result of that? Like, what if the Avengers died? But it's not what if that happened. It's what if something caused that to happen. We never get the something. It's not quite clear, like, what the one change is or what the one thing that's different is. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been more impactful if we had known that instead of what if just everyone was dead? It's like, okay, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that's not as, as meaningful to me. Like I want to see the small change. I want to know mm-hmm. hope stood a centimeter to the left and that's why she died versus, you know, mm-hmm. a bullet missed her. I want to know what that, what if was, I don't want to know the outcome right. of it. I want to know the, the trigger point. The, right. The, it's yeah. like a, it's like a wraparound way of telling you two different things. It's like, I think mm-hmm. that's also why the episode didn't land as well as we wish it would, because we were waiting for uh, Yondu sent the Ravagers instead and they didn't do it correctly. That's what happened. And like you said, Peggy said, no, that's what happened in this one. It's like this happened and you had to kind of like look into your heart to figure out what actually happened. And then we're also not going to address the, what if really, we're just going to kind of show you why, and then we're going to set up something else later. So yeah. I appreciate that for storytelling, but I think it was kind of like a filler episode for something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It okay. was cool though. Like I'll say the Loki aspect of it, I think is really cool and like really sad that the only way that Loki can actually become the ruler of Midgard is for everybody that would have stopped him to die. <laughs> yeah he kind of sucks i mean i (laughs) would let tom holland run me over with a mac truck but also not tom holland tom hiddleston oh my god sorry both of them really both are good why not both both are good um 
but also he's not a very good villain. Like he just like cuts and runs when things don't work out his way, kind of thing. So yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I'm I'm curious because also in this one they said what if um, Earth lost its mightiest heroes, but they they didn't uncover Captain America, so that's another like question mark that is like why didn't you answer this or why wasn't this at the beginning of the episode because yeah. he technically was already part of this whole initiative by the time they were asking Steve because or not Steve sorry um uh Tony because mm -hmm. they had already uncovered him and he had been sleeping and he'd already woken up by the time Tony was being asked to be part of the Avengers initiative no do you I remember Maybe. watching, sorry, Joanne, The Hulk. No, Did no, you guys watch The Incredible Hulk at all? I have mm -hmm. never seen it. And I it haven't is, seen it in a very long time. It plagues time. me every single day. Okay. <laughs> it's not like you're missing that much. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Like, it tells the story of how Bruce became the Hulk. But um, at the end, the end credit scene is Nick Fury asking Tony to be part of the Avengers Initiative. And mm. doesn't even have like a name. Like I wasn't. I can't remember if he said that he had a name for it yet or not, and that he was gonna think about it. And that was like the first point of contact with any of the Avengers that he had, like other than obviously Carol, which we don't see until yeah, like, so the future. But it happened in the past, funny. whatever. Yeah. When he says "Hello, Captain," and then freaking Carol is beside him, I went, "Oh." That's the best part of the whole episode. Yeah, cool. honestly. Kill everybody. Like, she she has the strength and the ability to kill Thanos. Oh, he's yeah. Just, he's very talented with that spinny sword thing that he's got. So, you know, obviously. <laughs> the spinny sword. That's what we're calling it now. I don't know. And what is it called? Oh, I don't even know. She has a lot on her plate. So, she's yeah. a busy lady. Yeah. Oh, she man. doesn't have time for this petty Thanos bullshit. What were we, what were we watching? Where oh we were watching um a web show called uh, by Trixie Mattel and Katya, and they <laughs> had a whole segment on superheroes. And Katya was like, "Oh, do you know about Captain Marvel?" And Trixie was like, "No, I I don't know who is that." And she's like, "Her only her only kryptonite is that she's busy. They just can't, can't they can't get a hold of her. She's like so powerful, but she's just like booked up for months." What do you do? Fucking haircut? died. Oh my god! She, they can't pen her in. She, she just like doesn't have time to schedule them in. You know. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited to see what comes from this episode, but I I didn't enjoy the buildup, and I think I speak for all of us when I say that. Uh, the good news is this episode will carry on and uh, show us some more with new Avengers team. We can see in the trailer that we'll hopefully have maybe a Killmonger or Shuri Black Panther. We'll get Gamora with Thanos' spinny sword. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we we will get T'Challa Star-Lord, and uh, it looks like a version of Thor that we have not met yet. But uh, some friends of the show have actually written in their what-ifs, and I would love to discuss them with you. And and if you're listening here at home or, or watching uh, live on twitch.tv slash itsyourgirlissa, you can either send them in the chat live or send them to hellovideodames at gmail.com. So let's just jump into it. Robear67 live in the chat asks, hey. what if the death of Frigga, who is Thor and Loki's mother, was too emotionally damaging that it turned Thor into Dark Thor? Does he join forces with Loki for the pursuit of power? Kill him mercilessly? 
free their sister and become the Asgardian trio of destruction? Maybe think Anakin and the death of his mother and the repercussions of that pivotal moment. Megan, Whoa. I see you wide-eyed, bushy-tailed to answer this question. What are your <laughs> thoughts? I'm like super into the idea of them freeing Hela and becoming this like trio of horribly terrible, strong, and basically immortal villains. Like that tops Thanos in my opinion. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Oh yeah, horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Leah, I see that you're a little <laughs> bit uh unner <laughs> you're a little bit uh nervous from the question. Do you have any any thoughts on the matter? Just to your point, Megan, um, yes, I agree with that. Like they could be unstoppable because they are technically considered gods, but Thanos snaps Loki's neck. So do you True. think they have the ability to if they have the ability to beat him, or he if he has the ability to beat them? Like, let's say they take over the universe or whatever happens, like all of the nine realms or seven realms, whatever it is. Um, do you think then if Thanos, kind of like the previous What If episode, decides that he's to be used for a greater good and stop them instead and ends up saving the universe? Like, whoa, I don't know. I'm just saying. Cause, and like, then Thanos becomes our hero. Oh, yeah <laughs> wouldn't be the weirdest thing we've seen no that's true uh joe i have a question for you it comes from nate plays games in the chat and the question <laughs> is what if your pets were actually loki animals like alligator loki what mischief might they get up to <sighs> oh man i love that <laughs> it's really hard we have two very different personalities in our house we have uh Chunky and not smart, so probably no mischief. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, and then we have Lincoln, who is already quite mischievous, kind of on his own. I don't even know if he could actively leave the house and like do things. <laughs> what kind of could he bite a whole hand off? <gasps> Ooh, I don't think he. No. I think he would just like go for the bite and then not bite down. He'd be like. <laughs> yeah. And then just not. I think Lincoln wouldn't know what to do with that power. I think Lincoln and Loki are very similar. <laughs> they like want it until they have it. And then they're like, oh, well, uh, okay, I'm done now. Like, I, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass. I'm going to go home. <laughs> Where's <In> next? The... <laughs> uh, Arcus Umi in the chat says it's the unsmart ones you have to look out for. So could be. Could be a ploy. I've seen Whoa. her do some pretty mischievous stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by writing into hellovideodames at gmail.com, you can get your questions in just like these people did. The first one comes from Polly, and he asks, what if Hela never destroyed Mjolnir? What do you think would have happened? Well, then we would never have had Stormbreaker, which would just be right. upsetting right. in all sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that he would have ever gone to Sakaar. He wouldn't have battled in the uh, champion battle with uh, Grandmaster. Wouldn't have met Valkyrie, right? It's a pretty. He wouldn't have saved the Hulk. He wouldn't yeah. have reached his full potential as the God of Thunder because mm -hmm. when he doesn't have the hammer, he like looks within himself and he just is able to conjure lightning and thunder. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have reached his fullest potential. Yeah, that's true. Mjolnir's almost like a, like a crutch. He was like, "This is the cap in which my 
no pun intended. This is the cap in which my <laughs> uh, my power stops. Like I yeah. have no more. This holds all my power, my gift. Without it, I am useless. And with it, I am as strong as I can be. And then we find out that's just mm-hmm. not true. And he's so much more than just Mjolnir. So yeah, you're right. If we yeah. do you think if he it? had Mjolnir, he would have been able to defeat Hela? I think if he used it against Hela in any sense of the word, he she would have broken it no matter what, right? Yeah, just because that's what happens. He like throws it at her and then she stops it and he's like, what the hell? How can you do that? And then she smashes Mm -hmm. it into pieces, right? Well, because she wielded it first. It was hers. Mm -hmm. So um, it's interesting because I always forget that the, the power of Thor and the worthiness is assigned in the first movie. Like before that, you didn't have to those will be worthy power wield the power of thor kind of like <laughs> i always want to call him alfred hitchcock because he was alfred hitchcock <laughs> in that movie but uh anthony hopkins whenever whenever <laughs> whenever i watch thor and he's whispering like doing asmr <laughs> to mjolnir he's like whoever wields this world the power of thor blah, 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 maybe worthy <laughs> i always laugh but i'm like i always forget that it comes from that moment so Hella would have used it. Somebody else might have used it. Uh, the that in its in itself makes Mjolnir so much more powerful for Thor specifically, mm-hmm. because he can use it as a paperweight. He can he can put it wherever he wants. He can uh, nobody can use it against him. So I think it just made it even more powerful. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting question because you never know what could have came from that. Like does Mjolnir defeat Hela if she can't wield it or she doesn't break it does it still does he still like lose to her does Loki still want to escape and does he get lost in the Bifrost like there's so many variables and that's what's hard about what if it's like you could make up any scenario if you wanted to (laughs) make it happen yeah word word we have another one from Epi and he asks, what if Natasha never joined S.H.I.E.L.D. and stayed with the Red Room and Dracov? <laughs> Terrifying. I, well, I, I wonder, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how she would have then become part of the Marvel Universe. Because, like, she just would have been another Black Widow. Like, she's, mm-hmm. she's called black widow just because that's what they're all called right they're all called widows mm-hmm. but she was oh my brain is just connecting dots is she called the black <laughs> widow because she's like the black sheep that left i think so yeah that's pretty cool that i figured that out good job <laughs> hey, look at you. and if you'd like to congratulate megan please write into hello video games at gmail.com i love it <laughs> Um, but do we think, I guess the question maybe isn't like in reference to the Avengers or like mm-hmm. the world as we know it, but like, like her life and her family's life and like, would the Red Room have maybe affected as many young women as it did? Or if she had been there the whole time, would she have been like the spunky blue haired, you know, <laughs> badass three person who would have stopped it earlier mm-hmm. so that not as many people were affected and they wouldn't have had to have so many widows out in the world trying to you know go back to normal lives now maybe she yeah. would have saved a whole you know generation of women from having to been uh, affected by the large pheromone man 
I can't remember his name. <laughs> the smelly man. Drake. Drakov. Drakov. That one. The no nos. No nos. No that's. <laughs> Are we gonna do it in every episode? <laughs> it's Red Skull. Oh my god. If so it's funny. in regards to smell, I don't have it in my brain, so yeah. it's. <laughs> that's all right. Do you think that it's possible that even if you don't have a sense of smell, that you, if you were in Natasha's position, that you would still not be able to attack him because you're still inhaling the pheromones, or because you don't have a sense work. of smell? You don't know how pheromones work. Like, do you smell them, or is it like just a like a it's chemical a, thing? It's a chemical it's reaction a, yeah. in your brain. So, like, what, like that's what smell is as well. But like, you can actually smell the. You can actually smell the things. Like I don't know if it was if it was like mentioned in the movie if she had if she could smell something that was different. Like mm. you know how like when you're attracted to your partner, like you're you're with your partner for like the first little bit, you're attracted to them because of how they smell amongst all the other things about them that you like and like you're it's their pheromones that like attract you to them. So like if in theory you don't have a sense of smell, like, cause I mean, I think that was the point that that's why she yeah. broke her nose, right? Yeah. It's oh yeah. Then she couldn't but smell anything. Smell the pheromones, but like, your oh, nose, you breath. as a person, your nose isn't broken. <laughs> you have no sense yeah. of smell. Do you think that it would still affect your brain to like not be able to attack him? Or like, is it just like a, you know, cut and dry? <laughs> I can't smell, <laughs> so I can hit you in the face. So maybe that's <laughs> my superpower. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it is. Have- the savior of the red room due to my lack of smell yeah. this is turned Amazing. into what if joanne was <laughs> natasha romanov <laughs> and uh, how do pheromones affect her in the movie black widow stay tuned for next week's episode out. of dragon ball z, <laughs> <laughs> dragon ball z. <laughs> oh my gosh um, all right what if this one comes from zoe what if thor gave up his powers to stay with jane foster instead of going back uh, I have the answer. Oh. Uh, he would be alone and sad because she gets cancer and dies. Does yeah. she? Isn't she oh. turned into Lady Thor? I like. I think that she does, but that she still gets cancer and she still inevitably. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> so. Whoa! I was <laughs> not ready for that. <laughs> That's really or, sad. Or or let's say, uh, yeah, he did stay with her. And um, he takes her back to Asgard. And like, you know how when they extract the elixir from her, they, with their strange, modern, advanced, but also primitive technology are able to cure her cancer. What I'm also wondering too, is did she have cancer in Thor 2 and they could see it, but they didn't do anything about it because they were like, let things just fall where they may. Or did she not have cancer yet? So they couldn't see it to detect it to tell her you have the grim or whatever. I wonder if this is something that will come up in Love and Thunder because this is when she I'm assuming Love and Thunder is when she's going to be introduced as Lady Thor. Probably as like a variant. I'm thinking maybe she's like a variant of Thor or something because if she's supposed to be Lady Thor, why would she be Jane Foster? You know what I mean? Do you think she and Sylvie are <gasps> siblings, si- sisters. That's a hot take. I never thought yeah. of that. I have my brain is so full, Megan. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm overloaded. Like, I'm 
it's like what 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 are we what are we on right now are we on the films or when the tv shows are we on the animated series are we reading the comics i don't know i haven't decided i haven't decided what to pay attention to just all of it at one time can i interest you in everything all of of the time time. (laughs) guys this is now a bo burnham stand account (laughs) this is now a bo burnham podcast turn it off turn it back on oh man that is that is a hot take i love that wow that's probably my favorite thing that you've said in a long time <laughs> yes <laughs> win the game megan congratulations you win the game we should give like a little trophy to each other <laughs> megan wins this week's episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man but like genuinely what would have happened i mean i gave up his powers Honest answer to that question is it literally just makes me think of the last scene of Hercules when he's like, I'm going to stay down here with Meg and we're going to like be happy and make babies. Like that's, I feel like that's just what it would be. He's supposed to be like an immortal being, like he's the son of a God and he decides that like love is worth more than like all the power in the whole world. So he's willing to like give it up to be with her on earth. So I imagine they would probably have a long and happy life and then when she inevitably dies because she's mortal and she's a human being, I think now Megan's theory is a question mark, but if she just like dies at a normal age and and he continues to live on, he'll probably just do the twilight vampire thing where he just moves on to the next part of his life. And he just will have had a happy, whatever number of years with her and they will live a boring, normal, stress-free life. (laughs) This is what happens when Disney buys things. Everything is awesome. That's a that's totally different. Uh, all right, this one is going to be our last question of the show, and it is quite an interesting take. It is from Francis, and it asks, "What if Steve Rogers was gay?" So intriguing. I am interested to know. Um, I know Megan has seen the question beforehand, so I want to know your thoughts on this approach first. Yeah, I think it's a super interesting and um, it would be a really amazing way to go through that era of time because not only is it the 40s where people were gay, people have been gay forever, but they didn't talk about it openly. And also if you were, you were not allowed to be in the army So, and I think that lasted for quite a long time, unfortunately, but he, if he took the soldier serum still, and also maybe his love interest would be Bucky, which I'm now shipping forever. Um, (laughs) um, then Bucky would also be cast out of the army and Mm -hmm. Steve Rogers, the first ever super, super soldier would not be allowed to be a super soldier. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be a really interesting political look at a Marvel character, I think. Yeah, I agree. There, Joe, do you want to go next? I think you went on the nose. Well, I, I literally was just going to say, I think like, yeah, based on the timing and, and the, you know, craziness of it at the time, we look at so many different things that we've gone through now where like, Peggy being like a woman super soldier was probably equally as weird. Like, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but women weren't allowed yeah. to 
like be in the army at that time either right and she was also a super soldier and just was like nope I'm gonna do this thing and and be in the public eye and you have to deal with it because I'm strong and it was a waste of money if you don't let me do my thing yeah um (laughs) and then I think even in more recent times when we talk about um like Falcon Winter Soldier and like the idea of like a black man being Captain America as well it's the same kind of idea there's a lot of people people have been black for a long time (laughs) um but forever forever um but um yeah a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the idea of like a black man carrying the stars and stripes for stupid reasons so it would be the same kind of idea um and i think just controversial and political whether it happened today or it happened in the 40s i think people are still very much on a spectrum of like what is okay or like socially acceptable um which is why so many people stand um like bucky and uh and Steve as a couple anyway, yes. they're like, yeah, if it had been written in a different time, they would be a couple because that's like the way that it feels already yeah. now. So, I think you make a really good point there because like we saw in Falcon the Winter Soldier that Isaiah Bradley as a black man was treated so horribly in comparison to Steve Rogers. So mm-hmm. I think that it depending on when they discover that Steve was gay Uh, if he cared to share that if it was before he went into the army obviously he wouldn't have been in the army and that would have been really sad that might have had a alternative run where peggy also wasn't the winter uh the the uh super soldier somebody else probably would have been chosen for that Mm -hmm. maybe that original like douchebag guy that we saw in first avenger who was going to get picked who was like not going to cover them from the grenade but if it was after he already became the super soldier. They probably would have just used him as a test subject like they did with Isaiah Bradley, which would be really unfortunate. And like all of the struggle and heartache that like marginalized people have gone through would still be something that he had to deal with. So Mm -hmm. other than like no Avengers, like where's Red Skull, like all of those questions, it's like, how did it affect humanity? Like, did it speed it up at all? Did it slow it down? like the acceptance of, of, of that. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting well, I do. Question. Yeah. I do wonder if, even if Steve came out before, um, wanting to be in the army would, and forgive me, I forget the character's name, but Stanley Tucci in the first movie, the doctor, Professor Thank Erskine. Thank you, <laughs> Professor Erskine. Um, he saw just the pure, kind heart in Steve it didn't matter what his outside looked like or anything else he just knew that this was the right person because he would do anything to protect people so I wonder even if it's the 40s would he have been like I don't care if he's gay that doesn't matter that has nothing to do with what we're trying to do here this person needs to be the one that we do this with Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't change who you are, like no, not at all. In terms of your morals, right? That's why they love him because he yeah. has such morality. But uh, yeah, I at first I saw the question and I was like, "That's a weird question," and then I was like, "That's a great question." Yeah, <laughs> I think that's an awesome question. It it has so many possibilities. I am uh, I'm really excited to see what you all have to ask us for your what ifs next week please go ahead and send us an email to hellovideodames at gmail.com. That is hellovideodames at gmail.com. 
You could also watch us live on twitch.tv slash it's your girl, Alyssa, and uh, ask us questions in the chat. Do you ladies have anything else that you'd like to share about the episode before we wrap things up here? I'm ready for episode four. Oh <laughs> yeah. I concur. Yeah. I just think that um, my hope is that like by the end of the series, when we get down to it and we look back, we're like, okay, that served a real function and wasn't just filler. Um, it had a purpose and we just didn't see it at the time. That's my hope. To your point, Joanne, also, I think that maybe the point of the what ifs are showing us like the variant versions of these characters as well, which like will tie into Loki. Cause like, there's no way that they used a different version of Quicksilver in WandaVision. And then right after WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, we have a lo like Loki where we are talking about variant versions of different characters and different people. So he has to be a variant. And now we're watching this episode. If, if my only good takeaway from this is that Loki at the end becomes president Loki, which is the variant version of him from <laughs> Loki, then mm -hmm. like there has to be some connection to the rest of the shows from this rather than it, it just solely being a what if scenario, you know? Well, and I agree with that, Leah. And I do wonder because WandaVision wasn't supposed to be the first thing we saw out of all of this new stuff. They had to completely like Marvel studios had to completely rearrange their um, release line and the order of when things were going to come out because mm -hmm. of COVID. Right. So obviously we were supposed to get Black Widow in like the beginning of 2020 or something mm -hmm. yeah. um, or like June of 2020 or something. I don't know. But that would have come out. We would have known about her and we would have seen I'm forgetting her name now, but I'm going to call her Julia. No, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, Constantina. What's her name? Valentina. 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 Um, we would have seen her first in that end credit scene rather than Falcon Winter Soldier. Right. So, That's true, yeah, a lot of things would have been released in a different order. So... I, again, I don't know the exact order they were planning on releasing things, but I don't know if Loki was actually supposed to come out before WandaVision. So would we have already known about all of that and then watched WandaVision and been like, oh my God, of course, he is a variant of this one and then we're all good. So it kind of worked out for the better because we didn't really know anything about the multiverse yet. And now we do. And it was like, it was all meant to be. That's why none of us have seen any timekeepers <laughs> <laughs> they're not real why we haven't seen any timekeepers do you think that we're gonna get an episode that like includes any kind of timekeepers absolutely not i feel mm -mm. like no like i mean okay at, in, at one point i don't remember what movie it is but you see stan lee's cameo character out in space with a space it's helmet <laughs> talking to three dudes was yeah. he talking to the real timekeepers? Who was he talking to? I think like... he's supposed to be talking to like the like the watchers, like the the Jeffrey Wrights of the world. Like there's three okay. of them, and he's talking to those people. I don't think they're supposed to be like the timekeepers. Then that, that can also make that also makes sense too. So, mm -hmm. all right, I redact my statement. Like that one time, I was a mailman. <laughs> hey, a mailman didn't uh, somebody had a. a Sylvie 
had a relationship with a male. Oh, right. Oh, oh did God. she? That's her the only. The... Yeah. <laughs> it all ties together, guys. <laughs> yep. And on this show, you all are the watchers and listeners. You can observe <laughs> all that transpires here. And you should, can, and will interfere by emailing us at hellovideodames at gmail.com. <laughs> we will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>